Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here, sir. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we have a jam-packed one for you. Um, obviously, we have the Pro Bowl competition going on right now. There's dodgeball. There's, you know, four square. There's, I don't, they're playing Uno. I don't know what they're doing this week, but we're not going to talk about that. But this week, we have a jam-packed. We're going to talk about a quarterback retiring. We're going to talk about two head coaches getting hired. We're going to talk about Matthew Fox's top 10 dynasty quarterbacks. We're going to dive into that. Then we're going to dive into my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. We'll end this little bad blow with a little bit of movie talk, and we'll carry on to a little bit of a Super Bowl preview. We'll just kind of talk about that a little bit, obviously, as we're coming off of the championship weekend. But as always, I'm joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, sir? Doing pretty good. It's uh, supposed to be almost 60 degrees here the next three days, which... After Monday being a grand high of eight degrees, I'm ready. It's ex- it's exhausting. Um, we've had the uh, we've had a I, we had a little bit of an ice storm, which caused massive shutdown of the entire universe of 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 uh, Tennessee um, because it was uh, a little bit of ice on the ground. Oh my god, it is supposed to be sixty degrees here next week too. 60, 60, 60, 60. Wow. Yeah, we got we got ice here. Um, Sunday mornings, I have to be at work by 6, so I went out at 5.25 to start my car, and the sheet of ice was so thick, there was a couple windows, I just couldn't even chisel it all off after 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about, um, yeah, no, and there's, everybody wonders why everybody's sick, but uh, we're not here to be experts of anything other than, um actually we're not experts of anything we're just here to have a good time but uh, that said we are going to talk about quite a few things this week um first we're going to talk about some news and notes the biggest news of the week obviously is tom Brady has retired there wasn't any big hoopla he just dropped an instagram message announcing to the whole entire world that he's retiring no long messages no love letters no nothing like that just a thank you to everybody. Um, and in return, everybody else that wrote him a love letter last year did not write him another love letter. They just reposted their love letter of last year, just said, thanks, Tom, for everything, including me. Um, it is the end of an error. It is, um, you know, it's an interesting one because it's it's funny to me because I think a lot of people have stated now that Aaron Rodgers' ego is not going to allow him to retire now because that means he'd go in the same class as Tom Brady so they would go in together. Now he might wait a year, of course, whatever that looks like in the future. But just a few notes on Brady. I mean, obviously, it's it's incredible to see how long he uh, thrived when he did. We are all under the same thing. I felt like he should have retired after he won the Super Bowl in Tampa, the first Super Bowl in Tampa. It was just like, hey, I did it. I did it without Belichick. I did it without the Patriots. I told you I could do a type of scenario. And then even last year, I mean, he had an incredible year. It's not that he had a bad year this year. The just the team around him got old. 
and and including him. And there were some things that he did that he wasn't capable of doing anymore. But that said, um, you know, one of, if not, in my opinion, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. If you don't think that, I really don't care. I'm not even in the argument of not you, but the people listening. Um, I don't even care anymore. But um, incredible error, incredible to see. I'm not sure we're ever going to see a quarterback win seven Super Bowls. It'll be interesting to see if that happens, but uh, it'll be a hard feat to achieve. But what I want to talk about is your thoughts on your brand new head coach, Mr. Sean Payton. After we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out. We're not getting Payton. We are getting Payton. D'Amico Ryans might be the guy, but then D'Amico Ryans chooses the Texans. And then, you know, is is it true that D'Amico Ryans was the finalist? Is Sean Payton the backup plan? What are your thoughts as a Broncos fan? It's been the weirdest coaching search, and I don't know if that's because they were really good at um, not letting anything leak out, and a lot of people were making – um, guesses. There's been a lot of reports about the D'Amico Ryans thing. People who are actually Broncos insiders, who have been Broncos insiders for years, have completely refuted that. Um, and I, I seriously doubt Sean Payton is going to be sitting there knowing that's going on and still be competing to come. I think that they were just trying to work out. I think it took so long because they were trying to figure out if they could get the saints lower than what it went because giving up a first round pick and a second round pick to get a coach is a lot. Um, that really, especially after giving up what you gave up for the quarterback that you have. Well, and so that leaves Denver kind of savaged on draft picks for two years. And then even next year, you're going to be missing a, a second um, after they had traded Bradley Chubb to try to get a first back to try to rebuild. And there's, there's still some legitimate questions. I think it also is going to be interesting who he gets as a staff around him. There was a lot of feeling that Vic Fangio was coming back as defensive coordinator, which would have been kind of interesting. And now ultimately he has said he is going to Miami after all, after kind of jerking Miami around for a few, a uh, few days, maybe a week. Looks like they're considering their coordinator they had last year, Jiro Evero, uh, looking at Brian Flores. I was curious. Looks like he wants to bring Joe Lombardi as his offensive coordinator, who was with him with the Saints. Didn't obviously work out that great for the Chargers. But there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure um, on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to get results. It's not an easy division. The only thing that's helping them right now is that the Raiders seem to have completely imploded as an organization, but that to me is the most likely spot for where Aaron Rodgers probably ends up. Um, because I, I don't really buy that Josh McDaniels wants to tie his fortunes to Jimmy G and his uh, Mr. Glass frame. Uh, and obviously they're not getting Tom Brady. And we've seen some of these pictures of Rodgers and Devonte Adams together. I think there's greater potential if they were going to go, go that way but the Chiefs are still a good team I don't know what to make of the offensive coordinator hiring for the Chargers with Kellen Moore going there but the AFC West still on paper has a lot of loaded rosters Denver has a few questions should be interesting I also thought the other coaching hiring of Ryan's going to the Texans was interesting too because the Texans I don't didn't know how appealing that job was 
purely because of the front office who hired two coaches in consecutive years where no one would have expected the team to win if you were actually looking at the roster and somehow penalize those coaches for not winning. I like D'Amico Ryans as, as a young coaching candidate. I think it's interesting, too, that his a lot of people assumed he was going to go try to find a veteran offensive coordinator, maybe somebody who had had head coaching experience to pair with to have that kind of work out well. And it seems like the first few interviews they're doing are with like position coaches who've never been coordinators, one of them being the Patriots offense. Yeah, so I love the D'Amico Ryan's uh, hiring as well. I think that's more of a hometown thing. Ryan's also his wife, you know, his wife does have a job down there in that area, I think it is, or she's from that area, one or the other. Um, but with that, is it's interesting because of, you're right, how they've handled their last two coaches is kind of been kind of disrespectful in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? I love that, you know, Lovey Smith kind of, like, it, to me, with Lovey Smith was the hire that they really didn't want to do. They kind of wanted to hire Josh McCown as the core head coach, but then they went Lovey Smith after all that controversy. But um, I'm excited for D'Amico. He's a good up-and-coming defense alignment. I hope he succeeds. They have talent. They have draft picks. They have capital. It's just, you know, converting on that. Can he kind of drive that, especially on the defensive side of the ball where they need some help? They have some good offensive tools. Obviously, Brandon Cooks is probably gone. You know what I mean? 90, I'm pretty positive he'll get traded this offseason. Um, you know, you have Damian Pierce that'll come back. They need they need to figure out the quarterback situation. They do have the second pick, so maybe they can do something there. But they're still a very young team that I hope that – I mean, they're not going to win. But if anything, five – let's just say five, four or five games next year. You know what I mean? This team isn't going to compete tomorrow. Um, even in a weaker division now, as that division continues to get weaker, you know, you're looking at the Colts team that's regressing by the day. Um, you have a, a, another aging year of, of Jonathan Taylor under his belt. You have a quarterback situation that's very murky. You have a wide receiver group that's not very – and then you don't even have a head coach. Um, I saw somewhere where they're talking – they might consider – making Jeff Saturday the head coach. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like, did you not see what he did? Like, it was awful. I don't get me wrong. We all love the story because when it came out and then he came out and won the first game. And then it was like, what is like, what happened? Like the, just the team demolished, you know? So I, I don't understand what's going on there. I think that that like, if Jeff Saturday is the head coach, he's like the 19th fallback plan there. You know what I mean? Like, that's what that looks like. Because honestly, at the end of the day, they might have been in on Peyton a little bit, but Peyton, I mean, they didn't have they don't have anything attractive there. They have no attractive they Peyton's that's Colts are the one place where Peyton didn't go interview. Yeah, exactly. Like there was no so, uh there's nothing there that really has anything redeemingly of why you would want that job. The Colts and the Cardinals are both kind of hot messes. Yeah. And it's I mean, gonna be very interesting to see who they end up with as coaches. I think the Cardinals might have been a little bit more attractive if Murray was going to be healthy going into this year. And I think because that's one that's thing. another team. They're probably disassembling. I doubt they keep Hopkins and Ertz. I think well, they're yeah, yeah. staring Hopkins at a little bit of a out. rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. Hopkins already asked out. So, but I think if Peyton would have came in, maybe he could have, he could have talked Hopkins into staying, but I feel like that job's not as attractive. If, if Murray's not hundred percent healthy and we know he's not going to be healthy. Right. So why would you come in year one with so many question marks 
when you could go to Denver, which people do forget. Russell Wilson had a rough year, but also like shot. I feel like he could bounce back. Wilson has the ability to bounce back. If you were looking at it too, like numerically, um, the first 15 games of the season, the numbers are pretty terrible. The two games without Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Wilson averaged over 300 yards. Yeah. The offense looked demonstrably different, which kind of gives you an implication that something horrendous was going on in the previous regime. And I think that guys like Jerry Judy, who might have been traded, might stay now because of Sean Payton does bring a lot to the table offensively. And it's very attractive to players because obviously if you have great seasons, what does that mean? You're going to get more money. You know what I mean? So it's very attractive. It's like Juju. Juju turned down more money to go to the Chiefs, had a very good year with the Chiefs. Not a great year, had a good year with the Chiefs, but I'm sure he'll get paid this offseason. He's well, one of the more attractive free agents this offseason. So now I'm more interested too in like Chase Edmonds because you've yeah. seen what Sean Payton has done with running back combinations. A lot of people talking about Denver has nothing at running back. I think people forgot Javante Williams lives. You know, yes. he tore his ACL. He'll he'll be back. And they made that trade and actually have Chase Edmonds. And while I didn't love Chase Edmonds as a primary back um, in Miami, as a down back, yeah. especially as a pass catcher and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I like I like look. I don't love what they gave up especially since you really gave up, what, three first-round picks for Sean Payton and Russell – three first-rounds and, what, two second-rounders for Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, I think it comes down to. And it really – Three second-rounds. Three second-rounds. Three firsts, three three firsts. And Bradley Chubb to get Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson, basically, right? No fans, too. uh, No – yeah, no fans. Damn. But with that said, I don't know. It's going to be interesting – because the thing about it is, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, it's going to be we're going to the Broncos will implode in in a year or two, right? You know what I mean? It's going to look rough, but uh, I don't know. That said, just quick thoughts on the Super Bowl: um, Eagles, Chiefs. Not surprising, but it is kind of surprising. Um, I don't want to. I'm not going to spend too much time on the referees here. Um, it's been rehashed, be reamed down. It's been beaten down. Something's got to give. Um, I do think that the refs had a heavy hand. I'm not look. I'm not going to sit here and say NFL's not rigged. Sorry, not saying that at all. We'll never say that it's rigged. But it didn't look very good this past week because on the biggest stage with the most eyes, some of the more questionable things I've ever seen happen happened. Um, that said. Bengals had the opportunity to win that football game at the same time. There was questionable calls. It doesn't matter. We're here. Bengals are Chiefs versus Eagles. I think the biggest key of the game, if the Eagles can get to Mahomes, this might look like the Super Bowl of the Bucks versus Chiefs, honestly. It might be a lopsided win for the uh, for the Eagles. Um, it's going to depend on Mahomes' ability to get out of the pocket. He's still hurt. You could tell that in the Bengals game, especially at the end of the game. Whenever he ran for that first down, he was very hobbled. But now he does get two weeks to to kind of rest and relax. So that's good for him, good for the team, obviously. But um, any just quick thoughts before we dive into the quarterbacks? Yeah, um, 
it's unfortunate the first game ended up being kind of a, a wash because of that early injury to Brock Purdy and then Josh Johnson gets knocked unconscious and you basically know the 49ers don't have a quarterback. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but the Eagles played very well. They're, they're a very good team. I think they probably would have won that game regardless. I know a lot of people are <laughs> feel like they only got a free pass because the 49ers got hurt. I think that dismisses everything they did during the season and how dominant they were. The things they did in that game, getting sacks, getting turnovers, is the things they were doing to every team all season long. And that is probably cause for concern for the Chiefs. No team is more happy about the week off between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games than Kansas City. They need Mahomes to get better, but also receivers. Juju got knocked out. Hardman was out. Kadarius Toney was out. They were down to basically MBS and players that we haven't really seen play much or do anything, they could use some time to get back healthy. But it's very much like we thought the Chiefs' ability to get pressure uh, consistently was probably going to determine the AFC Championship game. Now the reverse is is true of Kansas City. They spent a lot of money after that uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl rebuilding that offensive line, knowing that that was an important thing that they had to get right. And they've done pretty well with that, but that's Philadelphia's game. They want to get in your face, they want to get pressure, and they want to force you into turnovers. And that's that's going to be where the game's won or lost, I think. I agree. All right, that said, we have talked about it at the top of the show. We are going to jump into uh, this week. We're going to take a look at the quarterback position. Matthew Fox is going to look at it from a dynasty perspective. And then I'm going to look at it from, in my opinion, the top 10 quarterbacks in football. Uh, Matthew Fox, hit us with your top 10 dynasty quarterbacks. Yeah, so I'm going to preface this by saying no position is more in flux probably this offseason than quarterback. You have a huge group of players who are potential free agents. We have a huge group of players who we have uh, questions about teams who have multiple prospects that all have questions, like San Francisco. <clears throat> and that makes it kind of hard for Dynasty 2. I, I'm, we're doing 10, but I don't even feel rock solid about the, the bottom couple in this group. Once you get past about QB7 on my list, I start to have some pretty significant questions. And there are guys that I've dropped down that I have lower because of huge injury and other concerns like Kyler Murray's not on this list. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know who his coach is. The coach and GM that drafted him and gave him an extension in Arizona are gone. He's never thrown for 4,000 yards or more than 26 touchdowns. Tua, you know, I loved what he did when he was out there, but those concussions really scare me. There's been legitimate talk. Is he going to retire? And you just don't know. There's other players that have risen and fallen that's, whose futures are really in flux. So getting to 10 you know last year was pretty easy it's like man i am having to make tough cuts because i'd like to have more people in my top 10 getting to 10 this year was do i feel good enough about 10 quarterbacks so number 10 for me is deshaun watson uh you know we're gonna set aside what kind of a person he still is but in terms of situation, he's one of the guys that has a pretty firm, rock-solid, long-term contract. They have some decent weapons. You saw some flashes during the time that he played at the end of 2022, and that was a guy coming off of pretty much missing two years. Now he gets a full offseason to work into shape. Before he went out with his issues, he was a top five 
candidate and he was a top five producer. I think there's still some of that potential there with the Browns. Number nine for me, Lamar Jackson, another guy that has potentially top five talent and has tons of questions. For me, the talent and the likelihood that Baltimore is going to franchise tag him and if nothing else. And even if he doesn't go to Baltimore, there are tons of teams that have openings where he could go, maybe places where he actually might have some better passing game weapons. The injury risk is real. We've seen that wash out the last two seasons, but um, he was QB five through week 12 when he was healthy and available. He's a producer. And I think that's just what you have to kind of go on in this landscape. Number eight for me is Dak Prescott. He's produced numbers the last few years pretty consistently. I have some big questions about what's happening with the Cowboys. We know Mike McCarthy's taking over as the primary play caller. Is that going to be good for Dak? Is that going to be bad for Dak? Who can tell? Um, And then the quarterback right above him, number seven, Justin Herbert, who gets Dak's former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. You know, I like his weapons. I like his talent. If it was this time last year, I would have told you there's nothing could move him out of the top five for me. But he had an okay season. I don't always know what the Chargers are doing in terms of coaching and scheme. And sometimes we've seen, even for good players, that can cap some of your value and upside. Herbert is what is Sean Payton? They're so bad. Well, and Herbert's not the kind of quarterback that's going to supplement largely with his legs. So that always puts him a little bit lower than some of the runners. Uh, Number six for me is Trevor Lawrence. Um, I love the year one to two jump for him. I think there's a lot of promise and potential in this partnership with Doug Peterson, the way they're building a team around him. They have another off season to get some more pieces. We all think they kind of were a little bit ahead of schedule this year. And if you looked at the AFC South right now, you'd be hard pressed to say they shouldn't be the favorites. Uh, going into next year, barring some like m- miraculous turnarounds uh, for some of these teams in the offseason. Uh, number five for me is Justin Fields. And I know you're going to have listened to my argument about Lamar Jackson not having weapons and said, uh, hold my beer. But Justin Fields was still a top five quarterback throughout the season um, when he was in there, despite having arguably the worst line weapon combination in the league. The Bears have tons of cap space. They have uh, tons of draft picks. I expect them to build significantly around him. I didn't think acquiring Claypool was a bad idea. You're going to go through a whole offseason with Claypool, Mooney, and Cole Komet to start. They really need to build into that offensive line. I don't buy the narrative that the Bears are going to take a quarterback at one, but even if they did, they would move Justin Fields. And again, there are no shortage of teams that needs starting quarterbacks. I like the talent. I like what we saw him be able to do, taking a year one to two leap in a much worse situation than what Trevor Lawrence had. Number four for me is Jalen Hurts. Um, He's earned the right to be up there. He has done everything he's been asked to do. It's kind of a crucial offseason because they're going to have to make real serious uh, determination about paying him as a second-round draft choice. He's heading into a contract year, but I expect that he's probably going to stay in Philadelphia. They have built the infrastructure on offense that they should be able to succeed. I know we're going to say Miles Sanders is a free agent. I don't know that it matters that much who your primary running back is when you have a quarterback that can run like that. And they have great weapons with Goddard, Devonta Smith, and A.J. Brown. Uh, they've they've done a good job building their lines and defense. I like what Jalen Hurts has done, and I think he has potential and upside there uh, for 
years to come. Uh, number three for me, Joe Burrow. Um, I don't know what more he needs to do. He's been in the AFC Championship game two years in a row. He has a great cast surrounding him. Um, they're going to do something different at running back there. The running back class of free agents and draft class is incredibly deep. So going into this year, needing a running back isn't really a problem as long as you have the resources to go get something. And I think Cincinnati can make that happen. I fully expect after what's going on with Mixon and his production on the field that they're going to release him. They actually saved $10 million against the cap. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply against only two million dead cap to cut him this summer and i don't foresee him coming back i think they'll do something there they have great receivers with uh higgins and chase um you know hopefully they'll find a way to be able to bring back hayden hurst because they had created just a great passing offense i like what they did last off season building the line in front of him and i think when those guys come back healthy if they can add a couple more pieces for depth um they're going to be ready to rock and roll. Uh, number two for me, Patrick Mahomes. I don't, you know, the guy's been in five AFC conference championship games in a row. He's going back to the Super Bowl this year. He pretty much proved that it doesn't matter who you give him at wide receiver. He's still going to throw for 5,000 yards and uh, roll it up there. There's probably few safer bets. And then I still have Josh Allen one. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow are better passers. But Josh Allen brings that dimension uh, as a runner, and Buffalo has shown no signs or implication that they want to move away from that. And I think it's only a matter of health. If Allen starts breaking down health-wise, he'll drop down. But right now, the production you get is just insane. I can't be mad at it. I saw that list. It's funny because it's like you have some of the same I have. I think I have nine of the no, I have eight of the ten guys you have in your dynasty list transferred over to my top ten NFL quarterbacks. And let me prefix by saying this hundred uh, percent for all of you at home. This list is not just 2022, right? You know what I mean? This is a body of work of this entire quarterback who I think who I would put on the football field, maybe two minute drills, who I think could win me a football game. You look at the arm strength, you look at the stats, you kind of put all this stuff together, and then this is what you get out of my top ten. I got a few quarterbacks on the outside looking in. Um, Deshaun Watson is somebody who I think can still be a top 10 quarterback in football. He came in and rusty. He looked like shit. I expect him to have a full offseason now. Uh, you have some you have some weapons there. I think they're still going to make some moves, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, Derek Carr, somebody I like a lot. I can't wait to see where he goes. It'll depend on where he goes, you know, so forth and so forth. He does have some problems. that I, That's why he's not in my top 10. Obviously, he's going to be playing somewhere else. Kirk Cousins, a guy I like a lot. Um, he's more, you know, obviously he's more keen to winning football games in the regular season than he is in the playoffs or even in prime time. Uh, Tua on the outside looking in for the same reasons I think Matthew Fox might have mentioned. I don't know. He might have mentioned it before we got on the air. I don't remember. But his health issues, we're not 100% certain if this man's going to be 100% healthy ever again. And Russell Wilson, another guy on the outside looking in. I understand he had a rough year, but you, you 
can't just knock a guy off of one year. I'm looking again at the whole body of work. But with that being said, here's my top 10. All right. Uh, my 10 through six look like this. Number 10, I've got Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, putting him at 10, I struggled here. This is the first time. First, this is, I will say this, eight, nine, and 10, I didn't feel great about, right? You know what I mean? Because I feel like any of the guys that I have on the outside looking in could have supplemented into here. And I also feel like these guys could be interchangeable however you look at them. But Lawrence showed a lot in that playoff game and down the stretch. I think that him and Peterson are going to be a force to be reckoned with. That's why I have him slotted at number 10. Number nine, I have Matthew Stafford. Um, Stafford's still a very good quarterback. He might be on the downhill of his career. I don't care. I'm talking about full body of work. He was injured this latter half of the season. I still think that he's still a top 10 quarterback in this league when he's healthy. Okay. Um, once, once we see another year of uncertainty, health issues, let's maybe boot him out. Uh, number eight, I got Dak Prescott, a guy I like a lot, but also very confused. I'm hoping maybe the Kellen Moore leaving help stack um, more than it might hurt. I still, I think Mike McCarthy is just an absolute absurd, horrible head coach. I thought it was a bad hire. It was a very bad hire for for Dak and that entire team. But uh, that said, it is what it is. All right, moving in at number seven, Jalen Hurts. Um, somebody that has proven uh, the haters and doubters, including myself. 100% wrong. I, I want to see more out of him. I want to see this consistently, right? He does have a game that makes you worry about what the future in hold, for, future holds for his, his body. The same can be said for Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Matthew Fox mentioned it. Um, can the wear and tear of running the ball so much hinder you? You saw that these running quarterbacks, I understand that people love them, but they take so many more hits and, and, I think they need to be more protective of their bodies, right? You know, Josh Allen is very much a let me get hit kind of quarterback when you would really love to see him slide more. I would love to see somebody kind of say this to guys like Hurts and Allen and Herbert. Herbert doesn't run that much, but I feel like he puts his body on the line way more than he probably should. And Justin Fields, the same thing. I hope we see Justin Fields who got hurt. Hurts got hurt. Fields got hurt. They missed games this year. You know what I'm saying? So what you want to see out of these guys is, longevity hurts is probably on the verge of that top five and another season i don't have a doubt in my mind he probably would be he'd probably crack my top five right um number six lamar jackson a guy i love probably a lot more than a lot of other people do but i also look at it's funny that you mentioned this the the cast of characters that surround him always question what he's able to do he's still able to produce with whatever he's got another guy I, I think he might have been a little bit more healthy down the stretch than we might believe, which I can't be mad at him. Nobody should be mad at Lamar going to business for himself, especially after playing an entire year. Even if he was hurt, you come back, you get hurt, you're not getting paid as much as you could potentially get paid. If the Ravens say, hey, Lamar, we're not going to pay you, there's going to be no less than 15 teams knocking on Baltimore's door asking for the price of Lamar Jackson. You know, I don't have a doubt in my mind that teams, we talk about this top heavy. The league has about 10 to 12 decent quarterbacks, but the rest of the league is still in question. I would take Lamar Jackson over probably 
20 other quarterbacks in football right now. Not a doubt in my mind. Obviously, the price is going to be high. But that said, number six, Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert at number five. One person I struggled to rank in this because I feel like you could have Herbert as high as five or you could have Herbert as low as in that eight to ten range, depending on how you feel. Fantasy football-wise, 1,000% agree with Matthew Fox because in that perspective, he's not consistent enough, but I think it's play calling. Nothing in my bones wanted more than Staley to be fired. Two years ago, I was a Staley guy. I think analytically, he's smart. I think he's a smart coach, but I don't know if he's a smart head coach. There's a big difference, and we've noticed that through coaches throughout the year. I really was rooting for Sean Payton to go there because I felt like Sean Payton could have done a lot with Herbert, could have done a lot with that team. There's a lot of question marks because Herbert is going to go into a contract year. We're going to have to, not yet, but he's going to be in the conversation to get an extension soon. When he is, you're going to have to pay him. What does that look like? What does that look like the rest of the team? Who... Who's the odd man out because of that? You know what I mean? There's a lot of factors here. Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Keenan Allen's missing games. Mike Williams misses games. Austin Eckler has another year on his belt. There's a lot of questions surrounding that offense that make me concerned. And, of course, you have a coach. But Herbert's talent is, bar none, incredible. He's got a great arm. Number four, this might come as a surprise. I have Josh Allen at number four. Um, I love the talent. Again, this... Full body of work, I really feel like the top, there are two, three, and four could be interchangeable. Wouldn't be mad about it. Okay, Josh Allen, incredible talent. Can't really say anything bad about the guy other than I want him to secure the football a little bit more in 2023. Stop fumbling the ball so much. Stop putting your body on the line at every single turn. Whoever the offensive, Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator, I think, up there right now, run the ball. Run the ball. Find a running back that you like and run the ball. Take the pressure off of Josh Allen. Like, you can see these other teams. Jalen Hurts, you have a decent – you don't have to have a great running back. You're, you're right. Miles Sanders is off that team, but he's interchangeable. Kenneth Gainwell comes in the game, still runs very well. You know what I mean? Uh, Boston Scott comes in the game, runs very well. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think you're right, especially with the Bengals as well. Bengals will pluck a running back, and they'll have success because of the quarterback and – that the 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 uh, play action the 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 ability of your quarterback to take the team to the next level. Look at the uh, Chiefs. Jarek McKinnon is having a second resurgence of his career because of what he's what what Mahomes is able to do out there on the football field. All right, number two, I still have Aaron Rock. Or sorry, number three, I have Joe Burrow. I um, I was I thought this team would take a little bit of a step back this year. I did. I said that on the air. Um, the offensive line needs to still be fixed. Injuries hampered them down the stretch throughout the entire season. If they can fix that, more players are to them. I think they'll lose Tyler Boyd or is it Boyd or Higgins? I think one of them, I think it's Boyd, uh, might be gone. Um, But I think with that said, with Chase. Higgins has one more year. Yeah, Higgins has one more year. I think that Higgins will probably be gone. But I feel like you take a running or take a wide receiver in the second or third round where you got a Higgins. You could implement him in the offense, and you can look into a better team moving forward. I don't think that they're going to miss him a whole lot, but Joe Burrow proved why he is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Aaron Rodgers is number two. Again, whole body of work. I still would take Aaron Rodgers over just about any other quarterback in football because the talent is still there. If he goes, I don't know if he'll go to the Raiders. I know all signs point to that. Interesting fit. 
they have a lot of weapons. Um, I think if Rogers goes there, you lose Jacobs because of the contract dollar cents. If they make it work, I mean the NFL, the salary cap's a myth. But um, I think they lose Jacobs regardless, based on the tweets. I, I don't think he's had a good relationship with their front office. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they franchise tag him. I think they franchise tag him. I think they would be smart not to. Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of money that you're tying up. And if you're trying, they should have just done the fifth year option if they're going to franchise tag because that would have been cheaper. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But Aaron Rodgers, a guy I love, I respect his game. Um, you know, you can't not not respect this guy. He still had a good year. Uh, another guy that I've never understood why they haven't surrounded him with with better receivers. I mean, obviously they had Devontae Adams. They got rid of Adams, but like they had the opportunity to to give this man athletes in the first round for the last couple years. And we've seen these first round receivers produce on the football field. We saw, we saw some good chemistry down the stretch with some of the rookie receivers. But um, I mean, you put this man on the jets, you put this man on, on the Raiders. I mean, you're talking about him changing a, a, a franchise around a little bit, but Aaron Rodgers will still be number two. But if you look at that, Rodgers might not be in the league in what, let's just say a year or two Rodgers retires. That opens the door for, and if let's just say Stafford Rogers retire in the next year or two, which I think is a very good realm of possibility, you're opening the door for two other guys to enter this list. But that said, Patrick Mahomes, um, look, I still think that Patrick Mahomes, the hype is just absolutely absurd. It's ridiculous. People talking about he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Let's see the entire career. Right now, is he the best quarterback in football? Yes. Did I say at the beginning of this football season that I thought that he would be the MVP and he would prove that Tyree Kill was like, don't get me wrong, Tyree Kill is amazing. And I feel like they do miss him in the playoffs. But Mahomes has proven that he's going to throw for 5,000 yards with whoever's on that football field. Kelsey does help. Kelsey opens the field for other receivers. But he's proven that he is the best quarterback in football. Not that he ever had it. Not that there was really any doubt to me. But Mahomes is Mahomes. He's doing it out there when one leg in the playoffs. He's looked very impressive. He has the grit. I think that he does get overhyped overall because he does still make some stupid bonehead mistakes that sometimes make you just want to put your head through a wall. But that's when he flips the ball like randomly or whatever, it makes me so mad. Like it's it makes me so mad. Sometimes it works, but sometimes he really almost cost him that game with that fumble. That fumble was stupid. You know what I mean? There's He does make stupid plays. It's the same shit that I criticize Josh Allen for. But Trevor Lawrence, 10. Stafford, 9. Prescott, 8. Hurts, 7. Lamar Jackson, uh, 6. Herbert, 5. Josh Allen, 4. Joe Burrow, 3. Aaron Rodgers, 2. Patrick Mahomes, 1. Matthew Fox, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, I love Allen, too, and that – it's his production that puts him at number one for fantasy, but he has definitely moved into that range. We heard talked about, can he win the big game? Um, And I think those are kind of the questions for him and Herbert. They're going to have to get a big win to push them over the next hurdle. Lawrence is on the rise. Hasn't hit that kind of gap yet. I think the same is true of Dak. So Dak, (coughs) maybe even Lamar, because we've seen years where they were the top seed, you know, famously they had the best record in the league and they got beaten by Rand Tannehill and Tennessee. So I think that range of quarterbacks there, it's you have to answer the question, 
that to me is what separates Allen from a Burrow and Mahomes when you're talking about football terms because he hasn't made it to that next level. They've been knocked out. He hasn't even made it to the AFC Championship game. They've gotten knocked out at the divisional round each of the last few years. They've got to clear one of those hurdles. And you're it's not like you're just waiting for this the older guard to to come out now. That was the case when he was battling New England for the division. But now these are your contemporaries. You're going to have to beat them at some point in time. Yeah, I agree. And I, to be honest with you, um, if Hertz wins next Sunday in the Super Bowl, he, I think he catapults into the top five for me. I think he goes from, from where I have him at seven, and they probably slot him probably at five right below Allen. And I even would maybe – but, again, with me, I'm looking at full body of work here. Hurts has done this now for, you know, two years. He's done it more so this year than he did the year before. But if Hurts comes yeah. out and proves, I, I would have to catapult him at least into the top five if he wins the Super Bowl. Next I, I think seven is kind of a fair slot. Yeah. To be honest, I think we need to see another year. Exactly. And that's why and that's why people might question him being seven for me, but I feel like I need to see yeah. one more year from him. And I could easily, like I said, I could easily catapult him into the top five. Maybe if he goes back, maybe let's say next year he goes out here, they win 12, 13 games again, which very much possible. Go down 12, 13 games, maybe goes to another AFC NFC title game next year. He's in the conversation in the top five. You know what I mean? Easily, no questions, no bar, bar ass. But yeah, I mean, I, I like my list quite a bit. I think that I think the league is very top heavy. And this next nucleus of quarterbacks that come into the league, it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can fill these shoes. Brady's officially gone. Rodgers is gone in a couple of years, either next year or uh, I think Rodgers is gone after next year, probably. Stafford is a year or two away. I feel like Stafford should have retired after he won the Super Bowl. I still believe I mean, that. I still wouldn't rule out that he ends up going some point this offseason. I wouldn't either. If he does, then obviously that opens the door. But that's that's the top ten yeah. for now. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts. Criticize away. Do whatever you want with that. Um, you know, it is what it is. But that was a great episode of the show. If you uh, follow along, make sure to follow Matthew Fox on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. Follow myself at Ricky Blair underscore. Head over to the Music City Drive-In for all the latest movies, reviews, articles, sports, et cetera, et cetera. We got a lot of stuff pumping out, especially to the offseason here. We'll have some fun stuff for you guys. If you stick around for the movie corner, we're going to dive into that right now. All right, we have a what I believe, what I believe is going to be a very, very strong weekend at the movies because you have the greatest movie ever made dropping this weekend. And I'm not talking about M. Night's Knock at the Cabin. I'm talking about 84 Brady. 84 Brady is dropping in theaters this weekend. I have seen it. We'll talk about it in just a minute. Knock in the Cabin also dropping in theaters this weekend, which is fantastic. Um, it's, it's, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago, but man, movies are, are here, man. It's, it's interesting year for movies because we're jam packed. We're jam packed with films. We're jam packed with movies and theaters for the next few weeks. I'm excited because that means we're going to be in the movies. That means we're going to be talking about movies. We're going to be diving into movies. All the movies are all the movies, all the movies. I'm very, very excited about it. Um, Matthew Fox and I will have a podcast dropping, I think, probably, if you're listening to this, it's probably already out. Um, new podcast I call, I started. It's called the City of Stars Podcast over on the PodSpot Network or SpotPod Network, one of those things. Um, but with that said, you'll also be able to f- find the video over here on YouTube. But, Fox, um, 
I don't want to dive too deep into your knock at the cabin thoughts because we're we're literally recording that podcast after this podcast. But um, I, 80 for Brady, the most anticipated movie of your life, right? I mean, and for Falcons, fans, for Falcons fans, don't go see this movie. <laughs> Oh, is it that Super Bowl? <laughs> it's that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty exciting. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's been a good time for uh, TV as well. Really enjoying oh um, God, yes. Poker Face on uh, Peacock. The latest episode dropped yesterday. I haven't had a chance to go watch it yet, but I watched the first four that dropped last week. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Um, I know you're enjoying Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. So there's oh good some good options uh, if you want to stay at home. There were uh, some interesting streaming films uh, last week that you and I both uh, both liked. The You People on Netflix and Shotgun Wedding on Amazon Prime. So there's a lot of things. Even if you uh, end up like getting iced in, like the entire state of Texas. Yeah, exactly. So I, I agree. I love You People. I'm a big fan of it. Um, you know, obviously, we both caught a couple films from the Sundance Film Festival. Um, you know, I, I like the I like Shotgun Wedding too. Did you like Shotgun Wedding? Yeah, I thought it was fun. For yeah, what it was. I mean, yeah, exactly. I I don't know what people are kind of expected from that, but I mean, I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I do think they lucked out that uh, Army Hammer's life fell apart because I was I spent a good deal of time trying to imagine what it had been like him in the lead role there, and I can't imagine what it would have. Like he, was to, he was supposed to he was Josh Jamel's character. That was the original casting. That was one of the last projects that he was attached to that he got pulled out of. I spent a good deal of time thinking about that. Like, hmm, I don't think that would have worked. Uh, oh, also want to shout out my guy, stand-up comedian Nate Bargatze. He has a brand new special over on Prime Video called Hello World. Really, really, really enjoyed it. He's a funny comedian that doesn't actually have any agenda to his comedy work. So it's nice to kind of just laugh. It's kind of a cleaner comedy too. So that's kind of nice as well. But Nate Bargatze, Hello World over on Prime Video. Um, Next weekend, big, big weekend of film next weekend. I mean, just week after week right now, Fox, it's massive. You know what I mean? Just massive week after week. Um, Obviously, uh, Matthew Fox is, I I heard they're doing like a three showing maybe. I think Matthew Fox is going to be in theaters on Thursday to see all the magic mics. I know he's very excited about that. Um, And then, of course, I don't know if you know this or not, folks, but you also have the re-release of Titanic. You know what I mean? Um, Very, very excited about that. There's so many movies dropping next week, obviously, with it being Valentine's Day weekend. Somebody I used to know dropping on Prime Video at midnight, Paramount Plus. Your Place or Mine on Netflix, which I have seen, but I cannot say anything about. Um, Let's see here. Um, Yeah, there's, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting week. I'm excited um, any any parting thoughts here for uh, for our audience? You know what? Try to find something to watch because uh, I'm I'm not really watching the Pro Bowl competition, so I'm going to declare this a football free weekend. Yeah, I I have. I um, like Peyton and Eli. They're funny people. I never you put. I top, can't do it when you put. Snoop, which I didn't even know that was his nickname until somebody tweeted it out. Or Sheffer tweeted it out. Tyler Snoop 
Huntley was going to be in the Pro Bowl. Like, do you realize that's going to be listed for the rest of his life? You know what I mean? Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr. I just Troy Aikman made this made the Pro Bowl one time with 13 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. It all went downhill since. So the Pro Bowl's always been a joke, and I love when everybody makes that an argument. He's a six-time Pro Bowler. What is that? Well, and the thing is, Stafford made the Pro Bowl the one year after six guys dropped out. So, well, it's, and that's the thing: you don't have to actually play in the game to be no. considered a Pro Bowler. All you had to do was make the roster at one point in time. So, Josh Allen is a 2022 Pro Bowler. He's playing golf in Pebble Beach with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. He's too hurt to play, but at the same time, he's playing golf. I don't, I different, don't know. different set of muscles, guys. <laughs> well, neither one of them can come through on Sunday, so they got to golf on a, on a Tuesday. So, hey, hey, that said, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll have a Super Bowl preview, talk about it, maybe a little bit about the NFL quarterbacks uh, for the upcoming draft, a little bit of free agency. We've got a lot of fun. Just because it's the offseason doesn't mean we stop. We know the grind's 247, but I'm excited about this offseason, though, because I, I feel like Fox and I have found our rhythm. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.